so good to see everybody. Why don't you stand and worship with us? We welcome our online audience. Happen when you believe. Miracles can happen when you receive. In the presence of the Lord, we are free indeed. Miracles can happen when you believe. Jesus walked on water, and only Peter could believe. They heard the Savior's voice say, come forth, and only keep your eyes on me. He makes impossible. He makes impossible things, possible things. Why don't you sing it with me? Say, he makes impossible things. Possible things, possible things. When you believe, oh, 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 oh. When you believe, oh, 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 oh. They saw Jesus come to Lazarus after he had passed away they heard the Savior's to come forth and he came walking out that grave he makes he makes impossible things possible things come on do you believe it say he makes he makes impossible Finish. 
you move the mountains and I believe I'll see you do it again you made a way where there was no way and I believe come on sing it out I see you do it again I've seen you move you move the mountains and I you sing it with me say declare it say late in the midnight hour god's gonna turn it around it's gonna work in your favor yes it is When we begin to declare, begin to decree things, there's something that takes place, not only in the natural, but the spirit begins to come into our natural realm. And so we believe and we declare that late in the midnight hour, amen, that God is going to turn something around, amen. Come on, say, late in the midnight hour, God's going to turn around, it's going to work in your face. morning. Amen. Come on, just begin to say that. Hallelujah. All things are working for the good of those that love him. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, just begin to lay all of your problems, your anxieties, your worries down. Hallelujah. He's our provider. He's our defender. He's the master of the universe. Amen. Our problems are not too big for him. Thank you, Jesus. You are everything that we need. Hallelujah.
you know me you are an awesome wonder provider provider defender master of the universe you know me you are an awesome wonder come on say it again provider provider defender master of the universe you know me you are an awesome wonder
thank you that you are an awesome wonder. We thank you, God, that you are our healer. You reign. We give you control over our life. Can we just do that? Just say, God, I give you control. Order my steps in your word, dear Lord. God, lead me and guide me. God, every single day, I thank you for the favor that you have given to us as heirs to the throne. I thank you, God, that we are your children and lack has to be dismissed in our life. We thank you for those that are needing breakthrough and turnaround in their life. God, that you are a faithful God, that there is nothing that is too hard for you. We decree, we declare, we prophesy your word. God, that's been spoken over our life, the promises that have been spoken and released. And we thank you, Jesus, that we are the head and not the tail. God, that we are overcomers. We just thank you for that. We receive that today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We are so excited that you're worshiping with us this morning. Just want to remind you to join us again Tuesday night and Wednesday night of this week. We will be on live, Tuesday night live and winning Wednesday. We are making some preparations now. In a few weeks, we're going to be having some additional guests that will be with us on some of those midweek services, so you don't want to miss it. Make sure that you share the message and the ministry with other people. It's such an easy way to witness and to reach out and to be an encouragement to others and so we ask you that you would help us in that area I'm going to be turning the service to Pastor Josh but we just want to tell you that we love you we're praying for you some of you we've been receiving testimonies from of God's miraculous intervention we are so excited and we are contending for a supernatural divine intervention on the behalf of each and every one. That last song that we sang, What a Wonder You Are, what an awesome wonder. I did a little um, um, late night worship at my home the other night. Sometimes I do that. I go on Facebook Live with it. And I was just talking about the word awe and how that God is an awesome wonder. He is amazing. Get into the presence of God. I challenge you, get lost in his presence in worship, and you will experience the awe of our mighty God. He loves you. He cares about you and yours, and he is fighting on your behalf, interceding at the right hand of God the Father. And I'm excited to know that we are going to experience great breakthroughs. Have an amazing Sunday and a wonderful week. God is in control, and he is ruling and reigning in our lives. Pastor Josh. All right. Good morning. I, uh, you know, Wednesday night I shared, I'm, I'm reading this book, and I'm so challenged by it because sometimes in life we go through situations and we think we get stuck. But God reminded me through this book that he is the creator, amen? And, and the earth was formless without void. So out of nothing and out of complete darkness, God created light. He created life. He created mankind. He created the animals of the field and the, uh, in the field and the, the birds of the air. And so that creative power that is in God is inside of you. Why? Because God lives inside of you through the Holy Spirit that was given through our Lord, Savior, Jesus Christ, amen? So I'm going to just share this with you, Psalms chapter. 37 verse 18 it says day by day the lord watches the deeds of the godly day by day every day of your life 
God is watching over the deeds of the godly. Amen. Sometimes we feel like we're alone in this world, but I'm going to tell you that our God is for us. Come on. He is Emmanuel. He is God with us, and he is on the throne. He has a plan, and in Psalms chapter 2, it says the Lord literally, he laughs at the schemes and the plans of the wicked, and he says day by day, the Lord watches over the deeds of the godly, and he prepares for them his reward forever. Father, I thank you, Lord, that we have an eternal promise that we have an eternal inheritance, God. Father, I thank you that as, uh, as people of God, Lord, that you are watching over our steps. Come on, that the goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Father, we thank you, uh, thank you for the opportunity to come and freely worship you, and that we come to give to you, God, that we come to bestow honor upon you, Lord. Father, fill us with your wisdom, fill us with your power, fill us with your creative nature. We give you praise, we give you glory, in Jesus' name you may now give. Amen. It's good to see everybody this morning and I believe God has some great things in store for us as we begin to go and our journey in life and follow him to the best that we can. You know, in this life that we have, we have troubles, we have uh, issues that take place, but we serve a God that is well able. The, the word passage says to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or even imagine. So our faith needs to be in him. The word says that faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so when we allow faith to come in and begin to rise up, we're able to to walk with him on a whole different level than just a head knowledge, but moving in a place that we have this heart understanding of who he is and where he's going is where we want to go also. I want to I start with one scripture here this morning in Matthew chapter 24. Matthew ch chapter 24 is an interesting book. You'll take time to read that at, at a different time. I'll not go through the whole chapter here, but... It, it says when these signs are shown, when these things begin to happen, nation against nation and, and people against people and sorrows, earthquakes, all kinds of pestilence, all kinds of things that are taking place in the earth. And when you begin to see these signs, it says the same, uh, verse 14, chapter 24, verse 14, and this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. I, ha I have a lot of questions that people are asking, is this the end times, or is this just the end of an era, or end of time? I, I don't really have a complete answer with that. You know, you say, well, you're supposed to know. The Word says no man knows the day nor the hour when Jesus is going to return. So I have to prepare myself as though he's coming today and live my life tomorrow, the next week, the next week, as if he's coming that day. You say, well, that, that might be a, a false pretense to live that way. Well, I'd rather be prepared and make it and not be prepared and miss it. 
You know, the reality of it is that people have been saying for many years, I can remember as a, a child, people preaching and people talking and even in our own home with my parents and said, you need to be ready at all, the all times. The reality of it is that, that in those days that were, they were taught that and which, which needed to be taught because we don't know if we walk out the building if we're going to get in a car accident or something might happen or someone might have a heart attack. You don't know the time that you might escape this world or the time that we're living in. But if you're ready, you know where you're going. So we have to be ready. We have to be ready at all times to receive our Lord and our Savior. But in this particular chapter, it's saying, it's saying when you start seeing these signs, it says, uh, just a brief verse 10, it says, and, 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 and then shall many be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another and many false prophets shall arise and shall deceive many because iniquity shall abound and the love of many shall wax cold. I'm, I'm telling you, we're right in the middle of that right now. And because iniquity shall abound and love of many shall wax cold, but he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. So it tells us that there is a fight. There is a, a battle that we're in that we need to maintain a certain standard in our life. And that standard is the word of God. And when I live according to the word of God, I don't have to worry about where I'm going to be tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself, the word says. Verse 14, and this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. I think it's interesting that instead of it saying here the gospel of Jesus or the gospel of salvation, it's saying here the gospel of the kingdom. So when we start understanding more about the kingdom and more about being a kingdom kid, you know what? We're children of the Most High God. If you've accepted the Lord as your Savior, if you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you're a child of the Most High God. Now, we need to learn how to operate and how to live in this kingdom. And today, I want to talk to you just a, a brief segment here on unbelief. And I say a brief segment on this because we can go through Scripture from the beginning of time, from Genesis all the way to Revelations, and we find that there's unbelief that is involved in many people's lives. But in many people's lives, there was a, a system of, of confidence and belief in who God was, and we saw great exploits come out of their life. Today, we want to challenge our lives. I want to challenge me. I want to challenge you today that we begin to search the Scripture to understand how we can live in this kingdom atmosphere. Now, I know that there was a theology that came out many years ago. It was called kingdom now. Uh, I'm, I'm not talking that. What I'm talking about is the kingdom of God. What are, the, what are the requirements for me to walk in this dimension? And one of the requirements is to have faith, not just faith, but to have great faith. Through the scriptures, we begin to find that, that Jesus was dealing and ministering to many different people along his way. And, and he would say to some people, oh, this woman has great faith. And then he finds and turns to the disciples and says them, oh, ye of little faith. So it tells us that we can have a measure of faith 
and we can grow our faith according to the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So the more that I involve myself in the word, the more my faith should grow. Now, this is not just a head knowledge. This brings us to a heart condition of how we need to live our life and begin to move in our life. I want to go into Mark chapter 6 and uh, begin to speak from that, this passage here in, in Mark 6. Verse 5 and 6 is where, where I, want to, um, I want to look at, but, but I, I, I want to, to go just a little bit above that to give you a setting here uh, in verse, uh, well, let's just go to verse 1. And we'll go down and end up at verse 6. And, and he went out, of, uh, out from thence and came into a, his own country, and his disciples followed him. And when the Sabbath day was come, he began to teach in the synagogues, and many hearing him were astonished, saying, from, from whence hath this man these things? And what wisdom is this which, which is given unto him? And even such mighty works are wrought by his hands. In other words, they were astonished, and in their speech, they began to build him up. In their speech, they began to compliment who he was. They began to compliment what he was saying, and they began to compliment the works that he had done by his hands. Now, it doesn't say in this passage here that there were miracles that were taking place in the synagogue, but he was in the synagogue, and he was teaching and ministering, so I can only assume that when he began to lay hands on people, that people were receiving healing. Verse 3, now they begin to start cutting him down just a little bit. Is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James, of Joas, and Judah, and Simon? And are not his sisters here with us? And they were offended at him. It's amazing how that a shift took place like that. It's amazing how that in our life that people can shift in their thinking. They, they can praise you one moment, and in the next moment they begin to reason in their mind, and they begin to cut you down a little bit. What they were doing here in the synagogue was they were astounded at his teaching. They were astounded at the works of his hand. And then they begin to, somebody came in and said, isn't this Joseph's son? Isn't this the carpenter's son? And they begin to try to, to wipe away what he had just taught and wipe away what he just did with his hands to bring him down to where everybody else was. He goes on. It talks about his, five, his, his four brothers here, his two sisters that were there. And by the way, if you begin to look at this, uh, these uh, uh, brothers that he had become apostles later on. But Jesus said unto them, a prophet is not without honor, but in his own country and among his own kin and in his own house. In other words, what he's saying here is, I can go out of the city and people flock and people follow me and they receive the word that I preach, and they have faith in that word, and they receive their miracles, and they receive what, what I have brought to them. He says, but in your own country, in your own place, amongst your own kin, they can't see you for how God has created you. It goes on 
He says he's not without honor, but in his own country and among his own kin and in his own house. And he could there do no mighty works, save that he laid his hands on a few sick folks and healed them. And he marveled because of their unbelief. And he went around about in the villages teaching. Now he goes on with his ministry, but, but what he's saying here is the biggest factor that these people were not able to receive him because of their unbelief. In our life, our belief system is very important. Our faith is very important. We can have confidence. Confidence and belief is what builds a nation. Confidence and belief is what builds an individual to become what they want to be. Confidence and a belief system brings you to a place that if you believe that you can be a millionaire, then buddy, you can be a millionaire. The confidence, when you walk into a room, there should be a tension that is paid because of your confidence and your belief system. The reality of it is here that he's dealing with faith, or let me say the lack of faith amongst these people that were in the synagogue. People that were in the church had a limited faith in who he was. They didn't recognize him, and they didn't want to accept him, even though his teaching, the word says, astounded them. They were astounded. They marveled at the words, that, and, and they were saying, where did he get this from? They were astounded. Belief, a belief system, faith, shapes the whole world. I believe in the times that we're living in right now, we need to have faith. We need as believers to believe that God is still in control, even though the news doesn't want to give him credit for anything. Even though people are saying, if God was real, then where is he? I'll tell you where he's at. He's right in the middle of our world. He's right in the middle of everything that's going on, and he's looking for people to have faith and believe in him. Amen. Do you believe in him today? Do you believe that, that he is God? Do you believe? Yeah, we say he's God. Yeah, we, we agree with uh, some of these things, but do you believe for your condition to be changed by his word? You see, it only takes one word. It only takes one word for change to take place in your life. I want you to go with me, if you have your Bibles, to Mark chapter 9. Mark chapter 9, I want to go down to uh, uh, verse uh, 24. Uh, this is dealing with a, a, a father that's now bringing his son, and he's seeing the devastation that this son is going through, and and he's looking at the, the issues that his son is having to deal with that not only his son is dealing with, but as a father, he's having to deal with this. This child is, is being thrown into the fire. He's being thrown into water. The, the spirits that are in him are, are constantly trying to kill this boy. The father is having to, to stay up in the middle of the night, get up early before the child gets up so, so he can protect the child to prevent him from harming himself. I, I, I don't know how this man 
could, could deal with such circumstances that he's dealing with and get to a place that he becomes desperate. He hears that Jesus is coming to town and he begins to make his way uh, uh, to Jesus. And it says in verse 21, and he asked his father, how long is it, uh, uh, is it ago since this came unto him? And he said, of a child. And oftentimes he has cast him into the fire and into the waters to destroy him. But if thou canst do anything, have compassion on us and help us. You know, this, that word right there, have compassion on us. You know, people today, many people today are void of compassion. Many people today, we have become so desensitized to other people's hurts and pains that we go on about our business never taking a second thought about someone's pain. We would rather just go on with our life. We'd rather just go on with where we are. And, and this man is saying, if you can't do anything, just have compassion. Have compassion. Compassion moves people into action. Compassion causes you to feel someone else's pain. You know, you can, you can, you can go to a, a funeral and someone ha has just lost a, a loved one. And if you're not moved with compassion, You'll never feel their loss. You'll never feel their pain. It, it doesn't mean that you're walking through it and, and may not understand it and may not grasp what they're feeling, but you now can feel something that gives you some kind of a resemblance of what they're going through. And as a result of that, you can actually begin to reach out and touch them and say, you know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for what you're going through. I'm sorry for what you feel. I'm sorry for, for what experiences you're having. Having compassion means a lot to people. And this man is saying, I've been rejected by society because of what's happening to my son. Because of the condition that he's in. Please, if you can't do anything, just have compassion. He says, have compassion and help us. Jesus said unto him, if thou canst believe. Jesus is dealing with a kingdom principle here. He's dealing with your belief system. He said, if you can just believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. I believe that the foundation of a believer, thus the word believer, is our belief system. It's having faith in God. It's having faith that all things are possible to them that believe. I have to change sometimes the way I, I believe about a situation or a condition. And if my belief system doesn't line up with the word of God, I need to change that. If God places something in my heart that I can do or a place that I can go or something that I can have or, or a person that I can be, then my belief system needs to line up with his word. If God's placed it in your heart that you can own a house instead of renting, then why not believe what God says? 
Yeah, there may be some adjustments that we need to make. There may be some changes that we need to make. We might need to save up enough for a down payment so we can't just live freely how we want to live and do and spend. We may have to take care of our, our credit report so we can get a loan. We have to qualify to, to be able to do some of these things. In the natural, these are things we have to take care of. But can I believe God that he's going to provide for me that I can have that that he's dropped in my heart? That I can open that business, that I can have a wonderful family, that I don't have to uh, be raised in uh, or raise my children in an environment that, that, that would be uh, harmful to their thinking or to their life. Maybe you were raised in a, a bad situation. And you're saying, I don't want to have children because I don't want to raise them in that environment. You know what? You don't have to live in that environment. You can change. You can move. You can go somewhere else. And many times, if you look in the scripture, especially like in, in, in 2 Kings uh, where Elijah comes and he speaks to a, a, a woman there. He says, you're going to have to move because there's a famine that's going to be here for seven years. And she packed up her bags and left everything that, that she had there, brought the essentials that she needed and went to another city until the famine was over and then came back to occupy her territory. There are many times that we may have to move from a situation or a condition to get to a better place. Verse 24, and straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, help thou my unbelief. Wow, what a statement. A statement that he's saying, I believe that he can be delivered. I believe that he can be healed. I believe all that you're saying. But if there's an area in my life that I need help in, it's the area of unbelief. And, and when Jesus saw that, the people came running together and he rebuked the foul spirit saying unto him, thou dumb and deaf spirit, I charge thee come out of him and enter no more into him. And the spirit cried and rent him sore and came out of him and he was as one dead insomuch that many said he is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up and he arose and when he was come into the house, the disciples asked him privately, why could not we cast him out? And Jesus saith unto them, this kind come forth by nothing more, but by prayer and by fasting. Now, this was a school time for the disciples. It was a demonstration to the community. But he was also teaching his disciples that you're going to have to fast and pray. You know, there's sometimes in our life there are things that we're up against or things that we're push against or things that come against us that can only be broken through fasting and prayer. In our life, we, we face obstacles. Just because we're believers doesn't exempt us from the storms of life. But as a believer, we should have a foundation in the word that I know all things are possible to them that believe. In other words, I don't have to remain in this condition. I don't have to remain 
under these circumstances, but God is going to bring me through. I want to go into Romans uh, chapter 4. <clears throat> Let me begin to look at verse 18 and verse 19. This is talking about Abraham and Sarah. It says in verse 18, who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. Now, God spoke to Abram and said to Abram, you know what? I'm going to make you a father of many nations and I'm going to bless you. And he goes through all these blessings that he's going to bring to Abraham and not just to Abraham, but to Abraham's seed. And the word tells us that if we belong to Christ, even though we might be a Gentile, not, not from Israel or not from a Jewish background, even though I'm a Gentile, if I belong to Jesus Christ, that I'm the seed of Abraham. Which means that all the blessings, all the promises that was given to Abraham is mine also. Who against hope, believing in hope, that he might become the father of many nations, according to that which was, spoke, was spoken, excuse me, so shall thy seed be. And being not weak in faith, being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead when he was about 100 years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief. You see, unbelief can affect your promises. Unbelief can affect your destiny of where you're going. We have to have a foundation in his word and begin to move on what God says I can have and what God says I can do and who God says that I am. Having faith, not wavering. Just like Abram becoming Abraham. He says, I'm not going to stagger at this thing. I'm believing that I'm going to be a father of many nations. Go with me to, to uh, Romans chapter 11. Romans chapter 11 begins to put all these things into context of what we're talking about here. Verse 15, it says, For if the casting away of them be reconciling of the world, what shall the receiving of them be but life from the dead? For if the first fruits be holy, the lump is also holy. And if the root be holy, so are the branches. Now, here's, here's the point I want to make to you in verse uh, 17 down through 20. And if some branches be broken off, and if thou being a wild olive tree wert gathered in among them, and with them partakest of the root and, and fatness of the olive tree. In other words, what it's saying here is, that in those days, they would, they would take an old root from a tree. They would take a, a new sapling, if you will, and insert it into that root. So its root system was an old system, not on its own. 
the power of this is the root system was already established and now the sapling is engrafted in that or a branch has been cut and it's been engrafted in. Now look at this, verse 18. Boast not against the branches. In other words, don't brag on yourself that you're all this great and wonderful. But if thou boast, thou bearest not the root, but the root, but the root bearest thee. You see, in other words, it's saying, it's saying that your confidence, that your peace isn't coming from what your abilities are, but it's coming from the root that you've been engrafted in. Now, the root is Jesus Christ. Now, he's been here all the time. So his roots go deep and they're established. But if I'm engrafted in this vine, it's not me that has become powerful except through the root that I'm grafted into. And it's saying, don't boast about yourself, not against the branches, but if thou boast, thou boast not the root, but the root in thee. Thou will say then, the branches were broken off that I might be gathered in. Well, because of unbelief, they were broken off. In other words, when pride comes in, you begin to boast about how great and wonderful you are. God says, you know what? We're just going to break this branch off. It's not about you. It's about the kingdom of God. He, he says, well, because of unbelief, they were broken off. And thou standeth by faith. Be not high-minded, but fear. Now, this is not talking about a spirit of fear. This is talking about reverence to God and giving him the credit and giving him the glory of what you have been established in. You see, when you get established in this root, when you get established in Jesus and you're grafted in the vine, you haven't become all that because of yourself. You've become all of that because of the root that has been here from the foundation. The reason people are not blessed or were not blessed was because of unbelief. The reason that these people were cut off, removed from the branch, was because of their unbelief. The reason that people were not receiving their miracle in Scripture is because of unbelief. The reason that the disciples couldn't understand why they could not deal with, with uh, this demon, demonized boy is because of the lack of knowledge. And once the knowledge got in them, then they were able to do the things that Jesus was teaching them to do. The word tells us very clearly that my people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. I want to study the word. I want to get hungry for more of the word so that I become more like my Savior. As a disciple, we discipline ourselves to walk as he walked. He was the word, and I need the word inside of me. Today, 
as we look through scripture and we begin to identify some areas that I believe is totally demonic, it's unbelief. Unbelief comes from different forms and different fashions. And we started at the beginning and we started saying how that the people in the synagogues were impressed. They were astounded at his teaching and the work of his hands. But then they came down to reasoning of who he was. Isn't this the carpenter's son? He's not all that. He's just the carpenter's son. Why are we so impressed with his teaching? He's just Mary's son. Now, don't you know about Mary? They talked about Mary a lot. Mary was a virgin when she gave birth to a child. Don't you know that that was discussion in the synagogue? Don't you know that they were discrediting that family? Jesus was the firstborn in that family. And Jesus is the answer for our lives. Jesus was born of a virgin. Supernatural intervention came in, and he was born into this world, taken on humanity, but yet he lived without sin. And he shows us in Scripture here as he's talking. Matthew chapter 24, we begin to read. Verse 14, it says, And after these signs, the, the end is coming. Then we will treat, we will teach the gospel of the kingdom. What is the gospel of the kingdom? The gospel of the kingdom brings us to the foundation of how Jesus lived his life in confidence and believing who he was. So as a believer, I have to walk with confidence knowing who I am, but also knowing that the word that God has imparted into my life, the word that I study, the word that the Holy Spirit gives me revelation on, I can now walk on that word with confidence knowing that he's going to perform that in my life also. Doesn't the word say, and greater things shall ye do than what he did? Then why can't we believe that word? We believe it about salvation, but we have a struggle believing about us as believers doing the things that Jesus did. What has happened to our belief system? It's come in through reasoning. It's come in by looking at our previous sin and saying, I'm not worthy. None of us are worthy except accepting Jesus Christ and his blood covering our sins. The only way that I become worthy is to have him in my life. In my own righteousness, the word says, is like filthy rags. But through him, I take on his righteousness, and now I'm qualified to do what his word says I can do. I want to challenge you today, no matter what your struggle is or what you're going through in the times that we're living in, and for everyone, it might be something different. For some, it might be financial pressure. For some, it might be family pressure. For some, it might be a myriad of different things. But I guarantee you this, that everyone is going through something. And each one of us have to deal with that something on a daily basis. 
the answer to breaking those issues in your life is believing the word of God and not wavering in your faith. No matter how it looks, no matter what's coming against you, no matter what others are saying, I'm believing what God's word says. He says to the man, if thou can only believe, all things are possible. In other words, sir, I know you've been walking through some turbulent times dealing with your son and dealing with other people that's talking against you. If, if that would not have been so, then he wouldn't have said, have compassion on us and help us. Jesus is addressing the issue and saying to him, if you can only believe, all things are possible. When Jesus said all things are possible, he's not just talking to that man to a difficult situation, but he's actually addressing to all of us that no matter what you're going through, no matter what your circumstances are, no matter what your condition may look like, everything is possible if you only believe. There's a lot of things we can believe in, but he's saying in his word, believe in God. Believe, when you believe in God, he makes the impossible become possible. He will change your world. The scripture that keeps resonating in my mind all night is these light afflictions are only for a moment, but they're working in us for a far more exceeding weight of eternal glory. In other words, there are sometimes we go through things to get us in condition to be able to carry a heavier weight of eternal glory. In other words, the problems that you're going through, the situation that you're facing is only challenging your faith to become greater so you can carry a heavier weight of his glory. God's glory is not something light, but it's heavy. And he uses the things in this world to condition us so that we can carry a heavier weight or a heavier amount of his glory in our life. We're always praying and we're always seeking for more. God, give me more. But when the troubles come that are, that are causing us to work out our faith, we don't want the troubles. We don't want the pain. We don't want the issues. But in all reality, God is in the middle of everything that we're doing and he's perfecting us so that we can carry more of his presence wherever we go. I want to challenge you today and tell you that the problem that you're going through, God can handle it. Amen. The issues that you're dealing with, God can handle it. But he's trying to get your faith to come in agreement with him, saying, God, I know you can handle this, and I'm not going to worry anymore but I'm turning it over to you and you're going to deal with my situation and you're going to bring me through the condition and out of the situation, out, of, out from under the circumstances and you are going to show yourself mighty in my life one more time. I believe that God has a word for you today. 
And I believe that God's speaking to all of us to check our unbelief. God, I trust in you. I believe who you are. And I believe you care about me enough to pull me through this situation. Let's pray this morning. Father, I thank you for what you're doing. I thank you for those that are watching today. But Father, I ask you that you would help people break this demonic force of unbelief off of their life. Lord, we break it in the name of Jesus. <clears throat> we ask you, God, that you would begin to minister by your Holy Spirit to each person that is watching and even to their family right now. Holy Spirit, we call upon you to teach us of the Father, to teach us and have a, help us with revelation of the Word so that we can move in dimensions that we cry out for. God, we need more of you. Lord, touch our lives today. Father, I ask you to bring breakthrough in every person's life that's calling upon your name right now. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. I want to thank you for joining us today. Thank you for tuning in. I want to remind you, Tuesday night at 7, and in Wednesday night at 7, we have services online. You can follow us on Facebook. You can look at us on YouTube and all the various different forms of uh, technology that's there that's beyond me. The reality is that we're providing a ministry. We're providing a word to help bring faith into your life. I want to challenge you in this series that we're dealing with on unbelief, that you come out from your unbelief and start walking in faith and watch what God is going to do in your life. God bless you. We love you, and we'll see you soon.